the SB Nation NFL Show. Super Bowl Roundtable. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the SB Nation NFL Show. This is our Super Bowl Roundtable, day two. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and before we talk with Kenny Arthur from Turf Show Times, I want to remind you, the SB Nation NFL Show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. All right, let's bring in Kenny Arthur, a man that I am not happy to talk to, not excited to talk to, Kenny, because I'm still <laughs> upset that the 49ers are not in this game. I am not over it, and I will never fully be over it. You don't want to deal with the hassle of a Super Bowl. You, know, <laughs> you just had one. Take a few more years away. Right. Yeah. You know, it's been a long season. I need to recharge the batteries. This is ultimately a good thing. At least that's what I'm telling myself. You, you know, you got people from the uh, 2013 Washington staff, right? So that oh, appears geez. to be working for everybody. Can we stop with that graphic? You know, like I know there's two weeks before the game, but there's already certain storylines that I'm like tired of hearing about. If I have to see that graphic one more time with that staff, like, yes, <laughs> we get it. They work together. We are aware. Yeah, it happened. And, uh, you know, next year, someone else, uh, who knows what the next uh, staff is that'll that'll be like, speaking of staff, Stafford. See, it all ties together. It, um, yep. There are a couple things I want to get into with you. And the point of this is that we're just trying to get a vibe of what the day is like, what the feel is like there with, with each team. Yesterday, we talked uh, to Cincy Jungle, our Bengals community. So today we're talking to you, Kenny. I'm fascinated by some things that Sean McVay has said and how he has really been honest about what he thinks his mistakes were in the first Super Bowl he made and how he is correcting those this year. He talked about installing 80% of the game plan and how he kind of wants to have everything installed and set by Wednesday and then make a couple of tweaks the rest of the week, but basically kind of put this thing to bed Wednesday because he thinks that he went overboard last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl. Without um, you know, saying too much about the last Super Bowl and, and focusing on the current you know, Rams and sort of like that, I do think when people talk about the experience uh, factor for anybody, whether it's a coach or a player, you know, that is um, something that is brought up. And I don't know to what degree it actually matters that Sean McVay can learn from his mistakes or non-mistakes of a few years ago. I mean, um, the the Chiefs went to back-to-back -back Super Bowls. They lost the second one. They got blown out. The Seahawks went to back-to-back -back Super Bowls. They lost the second one. It's not uh, sometimes the Patriots, you know, go to the Super Bowl and win. Sometimes the Patriots go to the Super Bowl and lose. I think that, you know, it's good for Sean McVay and Aaron Donald and uh, Andrew Whitworth and a few of these uh, people who are going into their second Super Bowl in four years to, I guess, have some of that experience. But at the same time, is experience going to work against you? Is the fact that the Bengals are a uh, baby fawn, a deer, just finding out how to walk, you know, <laughs> is that not going to be to some degree an advantage for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase to be like, hey, what's crazy that we're even here? We're taking, will they be casually uh, fine with it? You know, so um, it's uh, it's it's definitely an, it, just a good news for anybody uh, to be in the Super Bowl this uh, multiple times. So for Sean McVay, an opportunity now to get the win and solidify himself as being this guru or whatever. If you want to pull coaches from the Rams,
comes, that's great. But uh, a win certainly will um, change the narrative a little bit around Sean McVay, if not just uh, solidify it. And hopefully the uh, experience does come into play. Well, this is my McVay theory. And you tell me if you think it's crazy. I think that there is no one more aware that he is in the Super Bowl and in his second Super Bowl than Sean McVay. And what I mean by that is I do worry that if things start to get away from him a little bit, if the Cincinnati happens to go up by two scores, if all of a sudden they make a couple of big plays and really have the momentum, that McVay is going to get in his own head and start thinking like, oh, no. This can't happen to me again. I can't let this slip away from me. And maybe he panics and makes uh, a bad decision or does something uncharacteristic. I think that he could just be in his own head and get in trouble a little bit. Does that hold water with you or do you think I'm wrong? You're not alone in thinking that perhaps Sean McVay has overthought a lot of his decisions in the playoffs and in the regular season and in the last Super Bowl. Um, Rams fans, non-Rams fans. Uh, I just talked to uh, somebody at every single SB Nation site and asked them what they think of the Rams, if they have any rooting interest, what they think, anything that they wanted to say on the Rams. And there were a few comments about Sean McVay and whether or not he was a great coach or whether or not he was a coach who didn't do enough with the talent that he had. So I think uh, looking back to last week's game uh, against the 49ers and obviously some of those questionable uses of timeouts and challenges and everything like that, it's, it's right in your face. It smacks you in the face. And, you know, at, uh, in the Super Bowl, every decision is going to be amplified and magnified. So for Sean McVay, I, I don't think that you're wrong, Rob, that it's uh, totally possible that Sean McVay will have those moments where people go, what are you doing? Because uh, that happened in the NFC Championship. Why couldn't it happen in the Super Bowl? So I think you're right. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, the, the Rams did come back from a deficit against the 49ers in the fourth quarter, overcome those things and win anyway, I guess, in spite of that. And so maybe if it does happen in the Super Bowl, um, people will only remember the final score. So uh, we'll see if that happens. No, you're not wrong on that. Uh, what did John Madden call victory? The ultimate deodorant. And he's not wrong on that one. Uh, just easy question now. Where are the Rams health-wise going into this game? Injuries and, and what's the status of everybody? Because I feel like Tyler Higby gets hurt every game and yet he's still back out there. So how are they health-wise? Yeah, I think that... Tyler Higby, you know, he did miss pretty much most of that game. And um, he's been fairly in every game since he was drafted in 2016. Uh, sort of like Matthew Stafford, who's always banged up. But really, Stafford, he's only missed games in 2019, dating back to the last 11 years or whatever it is. He's pretty much been in there every week. And I think you're right. Higby is maybe a similar story. Uh, Sean McVay saying on Tuesday that, you know, Tyler Higby, probably it's going to come down to the wire on Tyler Higby and Joseph Noteboom, the offensive lineman, another guy who's dealing with a little bit of an injury. Um, but I think overall the Rams should be pretty happy with where they're at health wise. And there isn't anything I think significant outside of Tyler Higby right now for the Rams, which is pretty fortunate, you know, a team that has cam acres after not having cam acres for 99% of the year. And so they've got a little bit more health, Andrew Whitworth missing uh, time. And now Andrew Whitworth returns uh, and Andrew Whitworth is a, a guy who's as healthy as he can be at 40 and 
overall, I think the Rams uh, have to be outside of the Robert Woods midseason injury, uh, losing him for the rest of the year. That's a, a high profile one. Um, and Jordan Fuller, the safety, he went out at the end of the year. And that's where the Rams have had to shuffle in and bring back Eric Weddle and have to shuffle up their safety position. But everything seems to be working out fairly good for L.A. Speaking of Robert Woods, he's going to join the SB Nation NFL show this week. If you could ask Robert Woods a question, what do you think we should ask him? Wow. Uh, I think, um, you know, there's so many uh, thoughts running through my head as far as uh, what to ask Robert. Because, you know, the first thoughts that run through your head are the ones that probably people have been talking about, like, you know, how Cooper Cup missed the last Super Bowl and Robert Woods was there. And now Robert Woods is missing the Super Bowl and Cooper Cup gets his opportunity. You know, whatever that relationship is between Woods and Cup, um, digging into into that and the way that they've motivated each other and helped each other out from 2017 till now. And this is a Rams team that has shuffled through so many other wide receivers in the last five years, but they have stuck with Cup and Woods, even extending them uh, last year at a time when I thought that was uh, sort of a bold move as they approached 30 to be extending Woods and Cup. And now looks genius on cup and you've got uh, some decisions to be made with Robert Woods, who um, there will be some savings there, considerable savings. If the Rams do release Woods, who will be, you know, approaching 30 coming off ACL surgery and potentially wanting to re-sign Odell Beckham jr. So there is uh this is potentially Robert Woods has played his last game with the Rams. And then the other side of it, Robert Woods may be, fully on board and vice versa with returning to the Rams next year and trying to get back to the Super Bowl again uh, in 2023. So what I heard there is you think that they wasted their money on Robert Woods and that he should play his last game with the Rams. That's what you want me to tell Robert Woods. Is that accurate? <laughs> you say that as if I, <laughs> as if I would say uh, maybe like, no, <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, you know, at Turf Show Times, readers will know uh, that last year I advocated for trading Robert Woods um, and because I just felt like this is at a point in his career approaching 30, the Rams would, um, I didn't know that they would obviously get Odell Beckham Jr. at the time, but it was right. a team that you're like, well, if a team's going to go out and add another talent, it would be the Rams. It's not necessarily out of less needs um, capability to just consistently add more players. And I thought, yeah, it's kind of a cold move. It's kind of a, a cold world and it's a cold business. But I was looking at it as, hey, Robert Woods is right here right now. Uh, there's a lot of savings. The, the Rams need some cap space. They need some draft picks potentially. Uh, maybe they didn't actually, it turned out. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that Robert Woods is one of the more underrated receivers of his generation, uh, a guy who without Robert Woods, I, I have to eat my words and my opinions. I think after Robert Woods got hurt because the Rams offense was considerably different without Robert Woods in a negative way, as you would expect. But remember also like that was exact swap over from Robert Woods to Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, they signed OBJ and then Robert Woods tore his ACL in practice that week. And it's like when you get into, even though OBJ had to, you know, need time to get integrated into the offense. I just think, yes, the Rams offense is obviously much better. All the things that he does pre-snap, all the things that he does with the ball in his hands, Robert Woods is very valuable. But I do think that if we're just being cold and we're thinking about how do you win the most games and the most Super Bowls, 
um, it's not out of uh, the realm of possibility to part with Robert Woods. Robert Woods is expendable. I got it. You don't care about him as a human being. That's that's fine. You know, that's just where you and I are different. No. Um, last question. I know for me going into the NFC title game, I did not even want to think about the possibilities of what happens if the team loses. I didn't want that in my mind. I was all positive. I was all just, you know, looking forward, trying to will a victory into existence. But if you will allow me, what is the future for the Rams, regardless win or lose? Is this like a, a one and done kind of a thing? Or do you think that it's possible that this window can last a few years with Woods and Odell and, and Von Miller and all these guys? Yeah, I think I don't see why not. I wrote this at some point last year. I don't remember if it was before the season or after the season had kicked off a little bit, but the Rams are still pretty much set up for next year. Yes, they have some big name free agents and they have some potential cap issues right now. I think they're projected to be a couple million over or right around the the, the thing and it's fine. You know, Les Need has been in much, much worse positions financially than what he's headed into in 2022 last year. I mean, I would have, I never, in a, I, after the 2018 Super Bowl and after the 2018 season, even when the Rams extended Jared Goff, I said, I don't think that Jared Goff is going to be the right guy to extend. This is a guy who I think the Rams will try to trade by 2022 because I just didn't even think. It was possible to trade him in 2021. They managed yeah. to do it and get Matthew Stafford in return. And that was, to me, the move of the year. And it never was topped. And I didn't think it would be because it was such a big upgrade, in my opinion. And the Rams are here now. And they have Matthew Stafford moving forward. They have Matthew Stafford next season. They have Matthew Stafford most likely for the rest of his career. Um, and I think that there will be an extension made probably this year, if not, you know, having to go to the franchise tag route or whatever in 2023. So I think having Matthew Stafford in the NFC, you've got Kyler Murray problems. You've got an unproven Trey Lance. You've got Russell Wilson problems. You've got Tom Brady's retirement. You've got Drew Brees retiring two years ago and Sean Payton retiring. You've got Aaron Rodgers potentially wanting out of Green Bay. You've got the mess that is the Cowboys. If you're in the NFC, how many teams are better set up next year, which is my main focus, you know, and then going out there, but how many teams are better set up in the NFC next year than a Rams team that will have Matthew Stafford, that will have Aaron Donald, that will have Jalen Ramsey? I mean, that is such a phenomenal start. And I don't see any hesitation on the Rams part to stop doing that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Rams are set up for at least two, three more years. Uh, I don't think that it's even really look at how quickly the Bengals changed. I don't think that it's really fair to like even project more than a couple of years out. But I do think that if we have to do that, the Rams are in a very good position. How dare you? I have already <laughs> claimed the NFC for the 49ers for the next five to seven years, Kenny. So I'm sorry. We have dibs. All right. So we beat you to it. Well, it'll definitely uh, probably continue to take place in the NFC West, whatever, uh, whatever does happen moving forward. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the whole uh, Kyler Murray situation and Russell Wilson situations are, but mm -hmm. it's um, it's really, really uh, it's going to be a fascinating offseason. No, you're right about that, though. Like, the NFC is a paradise. If you root for a team in the NFC, you are giddy right now because you <laughs> see so much opportunity in front of you as you just very succinctly laid it out there, whereas the AFC, 
I mean, forget about it. Like, mm-hmm. this is why it's so amazing for Cincinnati, even though people say, hey, they're playing with house money. It's like they kind of aren't because there are so many good teams in the AFC. I would just feel a lot safer thinking that the, between all those good teams, the Super Bowl representative is going to rotate because there's it's so strong mm-hmm. as opposed to the NFC, where, like you said, it literally it's come out of the NFC West. What is it? Three of the past four years. And it could mm-hmm. continue into the foreseeable future. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I, I almost start to it's hard not to imagine more quarterbacks even making that switch. I don't know, to the AFC, just because you, you where else would Aaron Rodgers reasonably go if traded? You know, where else would the Seahawks like to send Russell Wilson if that has to happen for the Seahawks? You know, so when you've got the, and you've got them, I'm a huge, 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 huge fan of Zach Wilson. I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um so I think, yeah, the AFC with the <laughs> we haven't even seen maybe the best of Josh Allen. Who knows what the future of Patrick Mahomes is? You're absolutely right with Joe Burrow being the guy to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, the AFC seems really wild in the NFC. If you're a fan of Justin Fields, if you're a fan of. I mean, look at how hard it is for me to come up with any other teams that have like a quarterback right. to build around. It's 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 like you have hope now, no matter uh, where you're at, I think. So absolutely. I, and I think that's one of the reasons that the Rams at least, you know, feel some have to, should feel some confidence because of uh, having Stafford and Donald and Ramsey locked in for another year. Well, let's not jump ahead too quickly. There is a Super Bowl still to be played, but Kenny Arthur from Turf Show Times, our Rams community here. Thank you for educating me and educating everybody on what's going on with the Rams. And remember, before we go, rate, review, and follow the SB Nation NFL show. It's the perfect time to follow us because you're going to get one of these roundtables every single day before the Super Bowl, and you are going to get a ton of great guests. Charles Davis, Mike Golick, Aaron Andrews, Deion Sanders, George Kittle, Robert Woods, like I said, Saquon Barkley, Debo, Trey Lance, Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson. And that's not even everybody that we have planned. So it's the perfect time to subscribe. Make sure all that good stuff goes right to your phone without you ever having to think about it. Kenny, thank you very much. I'm sure we'll talk to you again at some point this week. Thank you, Stats. Absolutely. Absolutely. 